Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast where we take you through the ups and downs of the wonderful world of video games. We are here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. However, if you want to support our independent grassroots endeavour, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dimp Digital or twitch.tv forward slash Dimp Digital and join the community. Hashtag hand in pocket. This time, I am once again joined by the returning resident referee, Logan, who has survived the Dimp Con of 2022. Last week, we all went out on the piss. Well, not all of us. We got about seven of the ten out, and a few people couldn't make it. The main it. ones. But, well, yeah, that's fair to say. And uh, you managed to come back relatively unscathed i wouldn't say i was unscathed i felt awful for about three days yeah i, I didn't you know when you just feel like you're at 80 percent yeah like you've you, you haven't got away with it completely i felt poor for a couple of days yeah um but uh, i mean if i get away with it and i ain't sick and i don't like that's literally just the 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 title for me um, and yeah, I was there was some game management going on at one point, definitely. Um, but it paid off in the long run. No, it's a sensible thing to do because I was completely dead for many a time. It was not a good few days for me, but there we go. It was a good laugh. I enjoyed it. I hope the uh, the Dimp Clan enjoyed it, and we'll uh, we'll try and do another one next year. Sort of people going, "Oh, are you gonna do a vlog?" And I was like, "Well." I think papers retired from that old business, but now with these phones, they're probably better. Than, well, they are ten times better than when paper used to do the vlogs. Like the picture quality is astounding, really. So easily done, but effort and dangerous because it only takes one drop and you've lost your phone to shatter. It ain't that interesting though, well, is it? Like this is the thing: you do a vlog, vlog of that, and you just see seven morons waffling <laughs> and drinking per beer, like. Well. It, it it like who's sitting there going yeah good insight I mean it, it uh, I'm not sure I think it's good I, I look back on some of the vlogs we did from EGX and stuff and I think they're quite cool because it actually gives people a chance that didn't go mm. to see what was there but just no one's missing piece. out yeah. yeah no one's missing out on any key key information there that's for sure get to see the Garrick Arms in all its glory. And the, uh, so that's your eye. I think you undersold it a little bit. Well, you um, never know what to expect when you go to these places because London's got so many. You can't go to all this. Yeah, you yeah. don't know what you're walking into. And to be fair, it, it did the job for what we needed. So mm. hats off to the Garrick Arms. Anyway, video game podcast, apparently, I said at the top. So that's what we'll try and stick to. Um, FGO update. So there's been a few more transfers. Let's just get those out of the way with, including Logan, who may may want to explain a, a transfer that he's he's chucked in. But Paper has finally bitten the bullet. Sequel to Breath of the Wild had to come out. This is in the championship games. This is the, the big prize against Parky. He subbed in new tales from the Borderlands. You're part of that team. And given that, well, we might as well parlay this into it. Splatoon has come out. Splatoon 3 specifically has come out for... 
Paper's team and your own, so we'll get to that as well. Mm. But now there's the what looks to be the, perhaps the final sub. Eight games apiece for Parkey versus Paper. The scores on the doors are Parkey on 660, Paper and you on 648. Um, you've made one more substitute or transfer than Parkey, and there's two games left for each team, and one of them's New Tales from the Borderlands versus uh, Bayonetta 3 and Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. The ace in the hole is God of War Ragnarok, which is also on your team. So how are you feeling? Is it over or is it, you know, are you confident that maybe God of War can do something special or perhaps, I don't know, Mario and Rabbids might stumble, but that got pretty good reviews in its first outing. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it feels very much like it's it's over i mean it's never over over but mm. certainly uh our team at this point in the game shouldn't and wouldn't and couldn't be favorites no. um i think clearly god of war a has to come out which i i think it will i don't think they've set a date and i'd be surprised if that shifts yeah um but i think it's got it's got to do very very well like mid 90s really for it and it's a tough ask like it's it's a really tough ask, I think, for games like that to do it consecutively like that. Yeah. And still hit the same notes they hit <laughs> on the first one. And those two games, Bayonetta and, and Mario, are, are, you'd expect to be mid-80s, really, minimum. I think Bayonetta um, 2 got 91. So there's, yeah, there's, I mean, it's concerning. Yeah. That's what I said. And it's Nintendo league. bump, so they'll they'll get away with yeah. all the toot, whereas God of War yeah. will be be raked over the coals for any indiscretion it makes 100 percent, yeah so i think it's gonna be really difficult and tales of the borderlands this time around i think is is a bit of a wild card let's be honest i mean mm. there was some discussion in the group as to whether we should go with something a bit safer or the old paper risk it for a biscuit um i just don't see this personally getting like we need mid 80s minimum yeah and i, I think it feels to me like this is the sort of thing where you're probably going to get mid eighties maximum. That'd be my that was my gut instinct, but I, you just don't know. No. I think it's going to be very difficult, though. I think that's that's. I think everything's got to go our way for us to win. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. It's 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 coming down to the wire at least. So it's going to be exciting last few months. Um, Salmon in the Grand Prix has got rid of Hollow Knight Silkson, which is still scheduled in quotes to come in twenty twenty two. But again, no dates is a concern. So he's taken the, the approach to get rid of that. And that's a, to me, it's a high value game. So if it does come, it's likely to score well, but he's obviously frightened that it will get delayed and officially mm. and go to 2023. And he subbed in World of Warcraft Dragonflight. So that's the next WoW expansion, which who knows? I think they'll do, they normally do pretty well from what I've looked at and uh, unlikely to hit a delay. So might've been a, a smart substitution. And then yourself, you finally pulled your finger out after I thought you were just going to let this run and then realise that you'd blown it. But Redfall is finally being transferred out, a game that was delayed about four months ago now. Sat there through one transfer window watching it happen and then I thought, well, you must have forgotten. And you've replaced it with another Xbox house game, which is from Obsidian. It's Pentiment. Mm. Looks like my sort of game and looks like the sort of art house shit that critics might fucking fawn over if it if it plays well and has the the flexibility of other obsidian games so talk us through that one 
Yeah, well, it, well to be honest, I, that must have been sloppy from me then to leave Redfall in last time. I'm pretty sure I went over and checked all the release dates, but whatever I checked must have still said late 2022 or something at that point. I don't know. At one point you said to me, yeah, it's still coming out, and it was after it had been delayed. And I was like, I can't sit there and tell you you've made an error there. So I was like, he might just blow this and I'll have to keep quiet. But yeah. it seemed like you did one last um, sort of sensor check this time and thought, ooh. Well, yeah, I do it. If, I, I thought I did it last time. I, maybe I was just getting sloppy, but I always check in the transfer windows just if there's anything I've missed, just to make sure the release dates of either, if they're like slipped out already, I think, well, that's not looking good. But it depends what they are. Like if some of the ones I've got now have slipped to like December, and I'd go, well, I'd probably yeah. think about transferring them, but I must have just got sloppy. Um, so, yeah, when I did my, my check this time, I'd, I noticed that was obviously booked in for 2023 and i was like well that's got to go yeah. let's be honest and i said it to you i was like well it's you know you're feeding off scraps at this level now generally speaking <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot left um there's not a lot left so <laughs> let's let's chuck that out there so i'm not going to say i'm some sort of genius or anything otherwise but out of the took that was left it i it was a pretty much the same thought as that i looked at what obsidian had done before and it was generally scored well yeah. and they generally review well um I did, I had pretty much the same thought that you went through there. Where it's that art house shit that they'll probably love. Um, I'll love so it. I'm, I'm always uh, certain I'm going to love it, but it doesn't mean it's going to score well. I looked at it and I was like, oh, that looks like an interesting game. I'd quite like to play one of those palette cleanser type ones. Well, like, oh, you put it on, it's 50 hours. Oh, yeah, well, that is the concern. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, from the ones that I was looking at, I was like, oh, that seems like the best of a a bunch. And I thought I might, might you know, mid 80s maybe even high 80s if i'm really lucky so yeah mm. hopefully it'll turn out to be a good sub i'll say it sit that sit here saying that now it'll probably score like 67 i'll go hmm. mm. and then when you take into account the five point penalty yeah all of a sudden uh you're in a pickle <laughs> yes i mean you've got the highest average so far in the grand prix of an 85 um but you've still got one two three four five games remaining so god of war ragnarok's one of them football manager 2023 which is going to make yep. its debut on playstation consoles um so jim ryan will be getting that game you won't have to cry mm-hmm. about not getting that one which we may get onto later gotham mm. knights which has gone gold so up in the land of the gods as to where that scores pentiment as we discussed and then scorn sitting yeah. at the bottom which you know, I like the look of, but again, I'm not necessarily the procurer of great scoring games. I like what I like. And um, I, out, of, out of all of them, I feel like that... That's the scary one, always been, Yeah, well, that's the one that I always thought that could really not be a great score. It's been um, subbed in as well, so you're clearly panicking yeah. at one. It's to get rid of those blanks. That's put you in the pickle yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, it's not the sort of game that I'm particularly well versed in either to, to call out as a good or a bad one so yeah I, I really do i would be surprised to see that come in as as a semi-low score um but yeah i think the rest of them feel i mean gotham knights is a bit of an unknown for me i, I don't really know how that one's going to be be seen but i kind of feel like i know what i'm getting for football manager yeah um i i, I feel like i know what i'm going to get from uh god of war so yeah pentiment um Scorn and Gotham Knights could will likely make or break it for me. Absolutely, we'll keep. I'd like up. to get an all above eighties. I'd love that. Yeah. If it just you know when you do the colours coding. Yeah. I was like, imagine if that was all green. That would be. You know, just, I think you're the only satisfied. person who can do that now. Everyone else has got at yeah. least one, one yellow 
or red. I think everyone may even have a red, which is... I mean, Hall's yeah. got two of those, which are ones that are scoring the 60s. I'm just doing a quick check now. Yeah, they've all got... Other than Salmon, but he's only got three games out, and he's got two two of me yellow bastards in 70s, so not a great score for the debut. But he's got a lot that's, that could come together and, and put together a good score. Anyway, yeah. interesting nonetheless. We'll keep updating that as things change. The, the, I think the main bulk of the transfer has settled down now. I think people got all their issues out of the way, and now it's a case of if a late game is delayed or something pops up that people like, it may well, it may mm. well get installed, but... Let's crack on to the news. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but it's funny nonetheless. It'd be stupid not to talk about it. Headline from GamesIndustry.biz. Old Chrissy Dring, who does our European sales charts every month. His scoop, this is. PlayStation. Quote. Well, not a quote, but it's the headline. <laughs> Xbox's Call of Duty offer was inadequate on many levels. This was a statement provided directly to gamesindustry.biz by Jim Ryan, the man himself, the villain, the devil, the man everyone hates at the moment. Price rises, all sorts, penny pinching. The article goes on. Last week, Xbox revealed it had provided a signed agreement to Sony to guarantee Call of Duty on PlayStation with feature and content parity for at least several more years, end quote. Xbox said this offer was, quote, goes well beyond typical gaming industry agreements, end quote. So the current deal between Sony and Activision Blizzard is believed to be around sort of the next three releases, which will be this year's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the speculation that the marketing will also be for Warzone 2, and then whatever comes next. There's rumours that we won't get a franchise Call of Duty next year. So it could not be, this might not meticulate the last one, or sorry, you know, transpire until 2024, but that's all speculation. Hmm. However, as the article says, Sony says the offer fails to consider the impact on PlayStation gamers. This is what he, he, he wrote this directly towards the website. Keep that in mind. Quote, Jim Ryan, this is from, I hadn't intended to comment on what I understood to be a private business discussion, but I feel the need to set the record straight because Phil Spencer brought this into the public forum. Microsoft has only offered for Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years after the current agreement between Activision and Sony ends. After almost 20 years of Call of Duty on PlayStation, their proposal was inadequate on many levels and failed to take account of the impact on our gamers. We want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality Call of Duty experience and Microsoft's proposal undermines this principle. End quote. Scathing. I've never seen anything quite like this in all the years we've been doing the podcast where one mm. leader of a, of a console has just gone at the other one so directly and so deliberately. So what I'll say at the top is there's a really, really good video on YouTube. Uh, the channel is Hogue Law, H-O-E-G Law. So search for that and there's a video based on this. I think it's called Inadequate or something. It's got that, that phrase splattered across it. It's 20 minutes long and it will give people a really good what I seem to be a partial and 
un- oh, sorry, impartial and unbiased uh, view of what's going on here from an acquisitions and, and mergers lawyer. So he does this in a, in another industry, but this is kind of the day job, mm. and he kind of breaks down the 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 kind of the PR game that both are playing or have been playing since this whole thing has started to unravel. So I'd recommend people listen to that because it's great. Anything else you kind of hear on this, including this, is is going to be. I mean, I've heard some all sorts of garbage. What it's done is sparked off the blue bloods and green bloods going at each other's throats in the console bloody wars. So that's having to be dealt with. But in my opinion, this is borderline unbelievable. Just just in fact, how deliberate it is. Mm. I, I, when I first saw the headline doing the rounds, I was like, I'll oh, look at that in a minute. It'll be, it'll be just bluster and shit. It'll be a leaked email or it'll be mm. a, an interview he was doing live. Someone asked him about it and he just kind of slipped up whilst he was, whilst he was talking. But no, he directly approached gamesindustry.biz and went, wrote this, this statement out and went, there you go. That's, that's what I think of what's going on. And I'm, look, Phil, friend of the show, bless him. He, <laughs> he must be a bit stunned. He must have thought, well, didn't expect this to be so direct and deliberate. Um, anyway, I've talked a lot. We don't want to go too far into the weeds of this because we're going to discuss yep. Call of Duty as a franchise afterwards and whether all this is worth the, the hassle. But just the, just these events that unfolded, what, what's your view of this? Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a lot of tit for tat, isn't it? It's mm. like everyone's doing this posturing that, you know, Xbox and Phil don't want to be seen as the bad guys yeah. for taking Call of Duty away from the PlayStation game. It's quite why you would give a shit, I don't know. Regulators, um, mate. Well, there's also this element, but again, I don't want to get no. too bogged down in it. Um, and then you've got Jim that is, you know, they're trying to take the side of the gamer. And, you know, they're on the side of Sony and uh, on the PlayStation gamers and stuff. And it's like, well, <laughs> come on. Like, what's he wanting to do? So you can have it for the next, you can have it forever. That's the thing. No, like, nothing's indefinite. So yeah. why, why the, I mean, yeah, yeah, it does seem a bit odd. Like, at no point is anyone ever going to say you're going to get Call of Duty every year for the next fifty years or indefinitely. Because, mm. to be fair, if this goes into Microsoft stable and they have full ownership of it, they might say not they're going to. They might say we're not going to do Call of Duty anymore. Mm. Like it's up to them what they do with it at that point. From yeah. from even just an IP level, they yeah. may decide that no, we want everything to be focused on Halo, so we're going to move mm. all developers over to that and do yeah. Halo every year. Like they. It's not a. It's not a. Uh, there's no. There's no. They don't have any right to have to d- release this on an ongoing basis. They could just pull the plug on it. Now, financially, it'd be no. stupid to do it, and I doubt they will. Yeah. But it would be up to them. Well, yeah. You know, it, I think it, there's there's definitely a lot of considerations in it. I mean, obviously, Jim knows that that Microsoft won't want to lose that revenue from Sony, and yeah, uh, there's all this kind of like. Everyone's trying to get an angle on it, but really, the reality is, is that Microsoft hold the cards because they own the studio. Like yeah. they, they're the owners, so therefore they can call the shots. And I think it's with all of these things, like Jim will want the the best deal for him and and Sony. Yeah, and that's what he's doing. I mean, quite why he's gone so aggressive at Phil when Phil's probably just said, "Well, we made him an offer for you know the next three series to be on our to be on Sony," and we think you know that's that for him to come out and literally just. Go. He's gone at him. It feels like Phil's got under his skin a bit. Yeah, he's you know, two-footed him, isn't he? So he's gone gone back. But it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. It's going to become one of these... There'll be a response this, in the next like yeah. seven to ten days. I have no doubt yeah. there'll be some level of response to this. And 
If you uh, feel though, you're laughing because no. <laughs> you know because he knows that Jim's on the back foot now, yeah. um, and that's how I'd be looking at. It. I'd be going, well, if they're he's biting me already, and we've barely even started talking, then yeah. you know he's he's bothered. So well, I'll double down on what I said last week when I was laying into Sony about how they they look incredibly weak again. Yeah. De- yeah. Desperate almost would be a word that you may use to describe this latest turn of events. And once again, they are showing themselves to be not in control of this. Like it's all all there. There's no. They yeah, but it's ha- obvious they're not. No. Like if Microsoft bought them, there's no point in Sony saying or trying to appear strong in this because they're not. They're not. They, you know, they can sit there and go. But you haven't got well, to concede is, you know, it so obviously. No, exactly. You, like that's what I mean. The when deal ain't going to get blocked either. That's the thing. The deal's not going to get blocked. Now, whether it comes with some sort of concession decree, which has been spoken about, where Microsoft mm. have to sign and say, "Yeah, we won't change anything for X number of years," that may well be something that they're angling at. But you ain't going to stop the fucking deal based on this. I, I would not have thought, in my completely unqualified opinion. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's somewhat strange. I mean, in, in a way, I'm kind of like, well, hats off to you. You've just two-footed him and really just gone after him directly, which we get so much around the fucking pussyfooting, yeah. you know, passive-aggressive stuff that at least he's just sort of gone, well, I ain't happy. But on the other side, again, PlayStation continued to look weak in this whole exchange and, and, and generally all around with some of the things they've been doing. I've got a theory of what might be happening from Phil's side. Got Alan putting the strings, obviously upstairs and, and yeah. whatnot. So Very senior these days, yeah. So roughly, the, the way the timelines would work out is that you know, in seven to eight years, there may be no agreement to bring so uh, Call of Duty to PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I've spoken about even last week how I don't know if the the console generation shift will happen this generation, but all the stuff that's kind of happening will build momentum for the next generation, which may well be in seven to eight years' time. I wonder whether Phil's trying to time any written agreements in to, to you know facilitate the, the, the agreements with the regulators, keep them a bit happy, say, look, we've said we're going to give it for three years on top of what they've already got, six, seven years' time. After that, surely we, we can renegotiate or do what's right for us, etc., and by that time, it may well line up to the fact that we're, we're in the window of new generations coming. And imagine the one of the big cards that Phil could play at that point. Our agreement with PlayStation for Call of Duty is ended. The Xbox Series X 3 or whatever they come up with their awful naming convention will now be the only place you play Call of Duty on consoles going forward. And he lays the smack down on that. All of our agreements are fulfilled. Good night. And now, as we've built momentum during this generation, we can get out the gates quickly and stomp all over whatever PlayStation 6 might be. Is that too clever? I mean, these are very clever people, mind you. I would not be surprised if that's the level of strategy. Or does Phil think, I'm going to be leaving in that time, and they can clear up the mess once I'm gone. I'll be having enough by then. I mean, I I think they're, you know, they haven't spent the phenomenal amount of money on it there to, to, to play necessarily such a long game. I think, I think they definitely wanted that studio for a reason. I think that Call of Duty was definitely a, a, an important IP for them for whatever reason, whether it's the developer knowledge, whatever it might be. I'll or fucking tell you with these numbers in a minute. But it's it, the simple fact is, is that all of that franchise is an absolute money printer. Yep. So 
if Phil's trying to get some money back in the books after giving away all these games from Game Pass and you name it, being a you know, friend of the show and all this expense he's had, it ain't a bad way, but it takes a long time to replace $65 billion or whatever it was that they paid for it. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I suspect there is an element of them trying to placate the regulator, but I don't know whether more's been made of that than they than, than they need be. It's not like they've bought Nintendo or no. or PlayStation. Like they haven't bought they've bought a developer and a big one at that. But yeah. I don't know. I think I, I'd be really surprised if they if they just went. Nah, that's not fair on yeah. Sony. Well, go, look, well, well, we're sort of angling towards that part. The, the, yeah, the, just on that point though, I think if they when the when the Activision deal completes, if I should say it completes, mm. I think if you just do the combined revenue, it takes them to third, still behind Sony and Tencent in the pecking order of like revenue being generated from these gaming companies. Yeah. So even with what's going on now, they would still be behind on that in that sense from just a revenue mm. perspective. So yeah, it kind of feeds into your point that this alone wouldn't make them unstoppable. In the in the short to medium term, I guess from Jim's point of view, he looks long term, thinks, "What happens if I can't have that on my platform?" But yeah, no, it's um <laughs> funny. Um, Call of Duty itself mm-hmm. is it really that special? So, <laughs> I mean, is it worth all this bluster? Because I don't, mm. I don't hear fucking Jim saying, "Well, we've we've got Bungie now, and the next." expansions for destiny 2 I've, I've sent an agreement over to microsoft to tell them they're still having it but i don't understand what all this agree i don't know is there something mm. about this game that clearly and the franchise which i think we'll get to is the reason why it's been a sticking point world of warcraft no one cares about overwatch 2 you don't hear jim ryan saying right i want an agreement <laughs> that's on mine and phil phil going out to placate and say don't worry overwatch 2 is still going to be on playstation mm. yeah but it's, it's all been focused around call of duty which is a bit of a joke in itself because the the king part of the Activision, you know, Blizzard King, like the mobile division, <laughs> makes the most out of all of it. So yeah. that's the real money printer in in the background. But I suppose it's not eating into what what Jim's up to. So anyway, is is Call of Duty really that special? Because it's clearly becoming a, a focal point for this entire merger or, or acquisition. So mm. here's some some stats we've got to to support one way or the other. Eight. Out of the last 10 years, Call of Duty has been the top-selling premium game in the US. And when I mean premium game, I mean it, it. no free-to-play nonsense. This is stuff that you hand over at a retailer or on the digital storefront. So how much do you pay? 50 quid, 60 quid, whatever it is to get your Call of Duty. It's been, yep. it's been the top-seller eight out of the last 10 years. Um, and it's even, actually, if you go back to 2009, it was top then in 2010 like it's you know the stats are probably a bit stronger in that sense in some of those years it's been the best-selling game in the number one slot and number two slot so the previous year's game gets number two Mm. slot and the new one gets number one slot an absolute domination it's happened a couple of times here's some more call of duty franchise surpasses 30 billion in lifetime revenue. This was written on the 9th of the 6th, 2022 by GameObserver.com. With sales, so again, this is what's been handed over, topping 425 million units. Warzone has reached more than 125 million registered players since it's launched. 
Call of Duty Mobile has generated 650 million downloads, although how many of those people launch the app? Because I download things and don't launch them all the time. And yeah, the entire series has surpassed 425 million units sold, generating 30 billion in lifetime revenue. 3,000 people are thought to be working on the Call of Duty franchise. Yeah. Can this can this franchise actually be replicated or competed against? Of course, in theory, it can. Mm. But let's look at the practicalities of how popular this entire thing is. Is it actually realistic that something could come along and regularly disrupt Call of Duty from the games market? And is that why there's such a squabble going on upstairs in the boardrooms? Well, I think games have tried and games have come and gone. I think, you know, Battlefield has consistently tried to... Yeah, EA aren't hard up. They've got talent and money to throw at things. And yeah, (laughs) it's not really Um, stood a chance. If you reach Toot like 2042, you're going to... You ain't going to win with Toot. Don't eat. Honestly, I thought this could have been the year. That could have been the game. And they absolutely, completely blew it. But anyway, um, I mean... I think it's it's theoretically possible yep. if if I mean I, I personally think it's theoretically Duty... possible for United to win the league this year, but it ain't going to happen. No, it's I one mean, of these in, things. In the short term, no, <laughs> it, it's not. Um, but really, I think there was a perfect storm in some ways that I think saved them, and that was the success of Warzone, mm. and also I think the pandemic. I yeah. think. That a lot of people being at home yeah. made them buy consoles and more people got into Warzone. I mean, I've seen it with some of the people that we know that you yeah. think, what are they doing <laughs> sitting on there? Like, And it's just, it, you know, and that's probably a bit unfair on it to say that it's by luck or chance. But I, I really do think that those two things have helped it out. Yeah. That being said, Call of Duty has this really good way of appealing to casuals yeah. and to serious competitive gamers. Like it really somehow manages to cover all of the bases which it, it are really hard to do. I mean, all the hardcore PC lot will would used to swear by Battlefield. Yeah. And even them, those guys now have, have shifted over to Warzone and stuff. So, you know, they do what they do really well. Yeah. That being said, you know, it's I, I often feel like they're lazy. Um, they well, they are. I mean, even when you look at the fact that they're re- releasing Modern Warfare like, like a couple of years back, and that's what obviously released with Warzone. Mm. But that was COD Four redone, not remastered, but redone. They reimagined you know, they a lot of the maps. Yeah, like they did that, and they're doing a similar thing this year with Modern Warfare too. So they're going back to successful games from from eight to ten years ago and re-chucking them out and well those campaigns were quite dear i know from your perspective it's multiplayer but from my i mean let's the, be the honest, five hours right? i spend every two yeah. years playing a call of duty campaign modern warfare I've, was a different storytelling at least well look and by the way in terms of value for money really look, from a base game yeah. they cover all the bases single so, player might well they did try and bin that off one year but that, that yeah. hurt them so you get single player you get competitive multiplayer zombies yeah, and, and you get some synergy with Warzone. Yeah, so Warzone's tied in. So yeah. the, the I mean, it's really clever their their, their model. I mean, 
it's it's criminal in a way, but it's really clever. So what they do, they know the majority of players want Warzone, right? Yeah. And they play Warzone. So you can level up your guns to get the always the, the, the higher the level of the gun, the better attachments are at the higher levels, right? As you'd expect. It takes you a little bit of time to level these weapons up, right? And basically what they do is the meta changes. So they do gun balancing quite regularly. Mm. And they they basically make you level up these guns because they're ridiculously good in Warzone and you have to have them or you're not going to win battles. You spend all this time leveling guns up and then they go, oh, we've done some weapon balancing and now all of a sudden there's another gun that's like the, the meta gun. And then you have to go back to the game to level it up or unlock it and do all this kind of stuff. So they tie in progression really with almost needing the multiplayer aspect which you have to buy the game for to level guns up to play warzone so hmm. it's it's a very i'd say it's a cheeky business model because sometimes as well they'll go or you can buy a blueprint in the store which gives you all the basically the attachments you need hmm. and gives you some funny stuff so they've, they've got they, they hook people in and they get yeah hmm. um and you know they've got ultimately a, a winning formula what i did find interesting though when you're reeling that off is premium games yeah, they've been yeah. top of the premium that's a very interesting way of putting it because something like Fortnite or whatever i imagine for a period of time absolutely blew it out of the water but because it's not a premium game yeah it's hard to yeah. it annoys me There's, i can't seem to find a way of measuring free-to-play success i think uh, it annoys me. I love. I like being able to see these things, and the sales mm. themselves are always a bit spotty. Like we know Nintendo don't put their digital things in. You're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. It I really, mean, it really Ronnie like gets really annoyed of all that. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. Thing. yeah, exactly. And you don't really find out that until they do their quarterly financials, yeah. and then it's yeah. hard because they jumble it in with everything else. And yeah, it's, it does annoy me the free to play stuff that I can't just know what the how well, how much Epic mm. is whooping everyone else's ass because yeah, I'm almost yeah. certain and, and that's the case. That, from, from Rocket League, Battle Passes. Yeah, it? Like, yeah. It is, it's difficult and I'm not shitting on the on the stats that you gave because they're still relevant, but it has to be taken in yeah. context, I think, with their competitors as well. I mean, but is that even not more impressive? Out. Even with all the free-to-play stuff on there, it's still, you know, say the last five years, it's still been top mm. four of the five, even with all the well, free-to-play to it. Everyone's playing it. I mean, the thing is, this Warzone is free to play. Mm. So you could jump in at Warzone at any point and play it. And I don't know whether that, all those figures and stats for Warzone are included there or it's just revenue generated from. I think it's everything. This is what. The revenue is, but the the sales obviously are staggering 400. But it's been going 20 years, so. Mm. 20, every year <laughs> for 20 years but I think trying to get back to the original question is cool. Call of Duty worth it I mean from what angle if, if you're a, if you're looking at it as, a, as an IP that you want on your console yeah uh, and I think it's one of those where I really do think for especially casual gamers will it drive um, will it drive a you know someone leaving one ecosystem behind that's the that's the crux of it isn't it and that's what I mean Cop, scared of yep he literally plays Warzone yeah. and Call of Duty. That is all he plays, yep. to the best of my knowledge. So if, you were to say, if he was playing now on a PlayStation and then all of a sudden he couldn't play it, he, but someone like that is 100% going to move over to Xbox to be able to play it. Yep. So I think you know, there's, there's some games that... And I, I don't like using the term casuals and things like that because I think it's, it's wrong. But generally you've got like a group of gamers that will... 
that will play like FIFA, that will play Warzone. Like those sort of gamers would move consoles if those games clearly weren't on both. Like that's that's obvious. Like it would just happen. So I think it is an important one. There's a you know it's like imagine if FIFA was only available on yeah. on one console. I think that that those some of these titles are big enough that they would drive consumer purchasing. Yeah. Um, decisions. Yeah. Um, That's why my galaxy brain theory is they want to be in that position for next generation. Because not the horse has already bolted for PS5 and Xbox Series X, but mm. you know the agreements are already in place. They're already in so place. They can't do anything about it. Yeah. They just have to sit there and yeah. wait. And you know, if if they can time it so that that all ends come the blowout for the next game. Imagine launching the system with Call of Duty and it being the only place to play it. Like, it be... does show you though how they feel about maybe Halo or well, Gears. Had their chance. Maybe if, <laughs> if they're thinking about it like this again, well, there's not much more that we can or want to do with this. You know, mm. we we it, it, that that kind of for me puts the nail in in the coffin. But maybe they maybe it doesn't. Maybe they literally want to. And I've kind of felt this way for a while. Is that really the the home of online gaming? Is Xbox? Is Microsoft? Like mm. in terms of how you can play uh like how how the pc players play with the the xbox and how all that app and the party system and the the the, the ecosystem kind of is coming together and i i feel like more than ever that that's kind of the the place for online gaming on console mm. well um, to be fair they they grandfathered it in with xbox live and yeah. particularly on the 360 mm. fucking gonna play on a ps3 like, really? You're going to spend mm. 600 quid to play on an awful yeah. chat party system that was clearly behind? Yeah. Like, it was, yeah, I mean, that, I mean there's, iner- there's inertia from that, definitely. And what I find, what's interesting, actually, is you mentioned someone like Old Cop, who mm. Xbox now, correct? Yeah. Even last generation, which, from my perspective, Xbox had a shocker in terms of single-player games. Mm. If I'm correct if I'm wrong, it was Xbox then. Yeah. So it didn't matter because the online, the online smoothness and the fact that Call of Duty was there, it, it didn't matter that Spider Man was on PlayStation. It didn't matter that Ghost of Tsushima was on PlayStation. It didn't matter that God of War was mm. there because he was only not ever going to play. It. He's not going to play it. So yeah, absolutely. And this is this is the thing. So I always feel like I wonder. I've always wondered whether that's the way that Phil's trying to position it now. Is it's kind of like. You, you you got this cross-play ecosystem. You can party chat with your mates on PC. You have got all of this stuff. You can do Discord's this, that, the there now. Lovey jabby. Uh, I, I I just I wonder whether that. I mean, clearly, I think it all plays in. You know, imagine. Yeah, to your point, you know, Call of Duty, Warzone Four, or whatever it will be by then, or whatever connotation, mm. whatever's in. But you've got that and Call of Duty, and you've got that big title. You go, we've got Halo, Call of Duty, we've got da 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 like. Gears of War, and all of a sudden, that—that's a really powerful place for for Phil to be. Not can't to, blame him. No, and then you've got the Game Pass effect, where you know people that are already buying it, you say, "Well, you don't need to be spending seventy quid a pop. Pay yeah. us, pay us whatever is a month, and you might maybe we'll throw in the Battle Pass or so." There's lots of clever things they can do when it arrives on Game Pass to hook people yeah. in to pay that. You, and then you just pay every month and then you're off. You've got them. And, you know, and that's the place to be. You want them to be in the place where they can't, they don't buy it and own it because obviously if they stop paying for Game Pass, they lose access to it. So yeah. you want them in that position where they don't want to ever cancel because they want to keep playing 
guaranteed monthly revenue, you name it. And I, uh, to be honest, I'd, I've wondered for a while whether Phil's just going to move to a subscription model. It's almost going to be like a Netflix where you go, mm. this you go access to all of this. Off you go. Off you go, X amount a month. And it might be tiered where you get all these, uh, you know, the Call of Duties and, the, you know, the day one exclusives. But I, well, I, the Warcraft I subscription to... thrown in. Well, Dragonfly I, I, I expansion. Whether that's where he's no. thinking of going for it, but you don't know. Yeah. It, it's, I think, clearly, uh, is it worth it? Yeah, yeah. For you know, it is. Is it? And it's and to be fair, like that's what on Jim's side, it's worth squabbling over to try and keep it for as long as you can because there's it, there's no yes. e- there, there is no equal really. No. As much as Phil Unless makes out middle of honor, but that ain't doing <laughs> no. Much. As much as people like to play it down on the green side, they're like, oh, anyone can come along and compete with this. So yeah, of course they can, but in real life, that's not gonna that's not gonna play out that way. I, I find it very hard to believe that anything will get close to what Call of Duty has done in the last twenty years ever again. Yeah. So consistently, every mm. single year and now you have the free to play option and now we have a mobile mm. offering and as we move into number three we're going to stop talking about that now yeah. we've got call of duty warzone mobile officially announced ahead of a reveal for next week so it's to be on september the 15th you've got the call of duty mobile app on your phone you'll now be able to accompany that in the near future we're told perhaps 2023 with call of duty warzone so no prizes for guessing what that's mm. going to entail. It's going to be the Warzone mode of Call of Duty yeah. on mobile. This seemed like it, it was going to be inevitable that they were going to do this. Um, mm. I guess the question is, from your perspective, is it a sniffer to try on that brand new phone of yours? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. I, I don't... I don't particularly feel like, and I think I've said it before when I said that mobile is probably the worst place to experience games. I think when we started talking about Division 2 coming to mobile, I yeah. said the same thing. And I'm, The Switch I'm is close. Much, I'm joking. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's basically a mobile screen these days with, uh, with a controller I'm on it. I'm messing mean, around. You, it, the simple, simple fact is, is it's incredibly popular. And I imagine mm. amongst... Um, like the younger generation who are much more tactile and grow, grown up with touchscreens and stuff, that they're a dab and at it. They probably beat me on a touchscreen when I've yeah. got a controller. So I can't shit on it too much. But yeah, I think I'd love to give it a go. I, I don't, it's actually pretty playable on, on mobile. They've adapted it quite well. It's not, um, it's not too difficult. And it does look all right as well if you've got a nice, uh, nice screen and stuff. So. I'd be willing to give it a go. The biggest thing for me on Warzone, though, is 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 using the audio. Like I found the the main reason I ended up getting a gaming headset was because of playing Warzone because uh, I just footsteps. couldn't hear. You need to hear the footsteps. It's so critical. Um, so whether people are sitting there with the old earbuds in or that's right, you just you just plug your headset you've got on there into your mobile. That's what we do, don't we? Well, we've been through this, and unfortunately, <laughs> new mobiles these days. Not all, but you know. They're not coming with headphone jacks anymore. It's so. just unbelievable to me. That's what we're doing. I say well, that, I said... actually. I say that. This thing ain't got one. <laughs> After all that. It hasn't. <laughs> didn't even realise. Samsung hasn't got it. Oh. Told ya. Wow. I hadn't even noticed. Yeah. That's because of these things, though. These fucking wireless buds. What are these? Yep. This come with that fucking expensive telly sitting there. I was like, oh, you're yep. spending silly money. There's some... 
earbuds, which yeah. are worse than the ones that I bought for 20 quid off Amazon, but there you go. Um, sorry, I'll derail the conversation. But yeah, that is a... Yeah, I was trying to make fun of you there, and I realised why I haven't even got it either. Yeah. I've, just, I've just never noticed. Yeah, Weird how quickly you move on, isn't it? It's weird. Yeah. Like you, you, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, I keep a <laughs> pair of wired set, wired headphones in my bag just in case my wireless ones run out of battery. Yeah. I'm not like, stuck somewhere with no battery in them, but... I'm stuffed now, no. but that's just life. So, so yeah. Um, basically, it's it'll be interesting to see how whether it will be a huge map or it will be a slightly cut down version of Warzone, which you would have probably thought to make it playable on, on mobile. But yeah. they've got PUBG Mobile that I've never jumped into either. So it's it's been done, can be done. Yeah, um, and makes sense. It'll be another money printer for them, I'm sure. Or well, no, no doubt. So the the Call of Duty. This event is September the 15th. They're also going to um, take a look at Modern Warfare 2. So there's going to be new details on that. And Warzone mm. 2. So they're really going to blow out, I guess, the roadmap for Call of Duty for the next year almost. Because Warzone 2 is expected to come early next year. Mm. This mobile game also expected to come early next year. So that'll satiate that. And then Modern Warfare 2 will be for the remainder of this year and well into mm. next year as well or maybe longer if the rumours and innuendo are correct that there's no franchise Call of Duty in 2023 so yeah a nice little break that will be hopefully mm. it's interesting isn't it that, that that may be the case because like we talk about it in the money printer it just seems well it seems like an odd thing to be happening but again it might, might be wrong mm. it could be that that was all nonsense but I mean yeah I, I you know, without going down a black hole, I think one of the biggest issues that I've now got with Warzone and Call of Duty is that they've tried to integrate three different Call of Duty games into one Warzone. And it's, to be honest, it's, I wouldn't say it's ruined it, but there's just so many weapons and it's all a bit confused. You've got, you know, a World War Two one, a Modern Warfare and something in between. Like it's, it's it's all a bit muddled and confused, and there's multiple MP5s from you know there's a Cold War MP5, there's a Modern Warfare. It's just it's just all a bit muddled. So I'd like to see them not necessarily linking. Not I, I don't want to have to buy another Call of Duty. I'd like to have Warzone. You give me a Call of Duty that kind of accompanies that, and then I play it for two years and it's done. Like that's yeah, that's kind of like the ideal for me. Hmm. Just trying to look at this 2023 Call of Duty because I'm not convinced. Anyone's officially acknowledged it. I'm almost certain of it. Bloomberg, yeah, so Jason Schreier, I believe, at Bloomberg reported that for the first time in the franchise, the game will be without an annual release. This marks the first time in over two decades that players won't have a new Call of Duty game to play in mm. that year. So Bloomberg are normally pretty hot on it. I think that's why everyone's just taken it as fact. But yeah. until we hear it from the horse's mouth, we always I'll always mark it as room and innuendo. Otherwise, it's egg on our face and... We can't be yeah. having that on a regular basis as we've been having... We've never uh, been wrong. I don't think I've... Other than the other week well, when we said was that there's never going to be a PlayStation increase mm. and then literally two weeks later they go bump that up. I think we said unlikely, but it's still the same yeah, thing. Yeah, we would have done, yeah. I yeah. try and frame things now and not absolutes just to leave <laughs> some level of... We'll get comeback. full fact on our case. Oh, going, no, oh, really... I've marked it as a misinformation. They're talking absolute rubbish. Anyway... We'll uh, we'll call it down for this particular week. Thanks for joining me to talk about Call of Duty. Mostly, you know, it's a, very rare that we would do that, but everything was aligning. And to be honest, if next week they show some compelling stuff, we may be back again to talk about what we saw. But 
Where well, the clicks are, right? We've got to do the. We've got to get the. There's a huge gaming audience there that you know we're not tapping into no. really. So purely from a marketing perspective, we should be doing it. We should be doing it. And then what we're going to do is we're going to treat them to some impressions of the very very famous Yoku Island Express. So that will keep the casuals, as you called them earlier, nice and hooked <laughs> onto this episode. Nothing more for us to say here, other than we're going to see you on the other side. <laughs> Yoku's Island Express. I don't even know what this is. Some sort of pinball to it. Anyway, it, for, what's, how are you getting hold of it? Is this on Game Pass? Is this something you've purchased? How have we? No, even... I have not purchased this. So this is uh, this is the Games of Gold. Oh, okay. Uh, game. Right. So um, again, I'm going for a bit of a palate cleansing phase, if you like, at the minute, where I like playing these like little. Um, no arm done, no stress um, yeah. uh, games. Um, yeah, and this cropped up, and I was like, oh, it's a it's a Team 17 game. And I, whenever I see that, I mean, it's published by them, so you take it with a pinch of salt. But yeah. it's, it's usually it's usually a sign of, it won't take itself too seriously, and it's something to, to kind of have a little look at. So I thought, I'll download it. And um, and see what it is, and yeah, it's it's a a plat. I mean, what I'm looking at here says it's a platforming pinball adventure. Mm. So that's what we're dealing with, and that sums it up quite nicely. So essentially, you're this little fucking bug that's pushing a pinball around this little side-scrolling world, and you're this postmaster on this island, right? And basically, this, they're like one of the Chiefs of the island has got like ill, essentially. I don't know if he's been um, got some sort of curse on him, and you have to then go and assemble. He's called in chiefs. He's not there to do. Yeah, you have to go and get all these chiefs in to then do this like ritual to then make him better. I mean, that's a really simplistic way of doing it, but basically you've got to go through all these little parts of the level, and occasionally you find yourself having to do these little pinball parts to unlock and get parts of the level sorted. So it's kind of a bit of an exploration of the whole map. Yeah. Um, and you you have to access different parts of the map and underground or whatever by these like tunnels which are arranged in a pinball manner. Um, so it's sort of like a puzzly, pinball-y side-scroller. And it's a really weird mashup. It and I don't like... know any way better to explain it than that. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah there's some you know interesting little mechanics and as you kind of go through it your character gets some mechanics to be able to swing on certain things to be able to swim underground and then you can access different parts of the level um, and basically this, the, the whole idea is that you then sort of sort out this big old chief of the island and everything goes back to happy families and you continue being a postmaster um, and this is what I spent. I'm gonna estimate between ten to fifteen hours. Bloody doing. hell! Yeah, I thought he was gonna say five hours. No, it's. Right. I mean, fifteen hours is tops. It's probably right. more like the lower end of that, <clears throat> but not an insignificant amount of time. And 
I guess you expect when you play these games, you expect it to be pretty simple to figure out how to progress in it. Yes. This is not that sort of game. It does not... It, it gives you some quests, but they're like, go and deliver this post to this guy over here, and it'll be like a blacked-out area of the map. Um, and to move around the map, you basically have to go through all these like little pinball lanes and, and platform your way over there. And it's not that intuitive to move around the map. There is a kind of quick travel system, but you have to pay. You have to collect like this fruit as you go around, and it's you have to basically pay to unlock the quick travel in four different sections of the map. Right. Um, and that takes a little while to get going, and there's there's just various little things. I mean, there's one element where to deliver a po a bit of post, you have to deliver it to a bee, yeah. and this bee only will accept it if you look like a bee. Uh, right but there's no clear way of identifying how the fuck you make yourself look like a bee right. basically you can spray paint your ball yes. and there's a certain combination of doing four of these spray paints or a couple of these spray paints that make it look like a bee and then it will let you in but I had to google it to understand which it was because it, beyond sitting there for fucking hours on end doing any combination of it um you know, you're never going to do it. So no. it, it doesn't guide you very well. Right. But basically, it's harmless. It's a harmless bit of fun for nothing. Oh, um, yeah. And it was just a weird little experience I had where I'm playing a platformer mashed up with a pinball game. I mean, it's unique, if nothing else. Like I, I remember, I've never played anything like it. I'm sure I remember seeing this on some trailer show of sorts, whatever it was, and thinking... Yeah, and I, I know it won. I think it won best indie at the Baftas mm. one year, twenty eighteen. I would assume. I think yeah. that's when it got got that. All those the, the awards that represented twenty eighteen. Mm. So it's clearly um, held in, in reasonably high regard. Um, it did, not one that you'd read on paper <laughs> and think, well, this is this is necessarily going to be interesting, but. Sounds like kind of pulled it off in some aspects, at least, because you went for it for the full fifteen hours. I mean, I you're did not, the game. You're not biff like Sir Bin a lot, but if something's real poor, you will walk away from it. And so... yeah, I mean, I've got no bones about cutting my losses, no. and I did. I really did consider at some point. I had to keep stopping um, because, it, as I say, it wasn't clear how to progress the game. Like at some points, you felt like you just had to keep going back to certain areas, see if there's like a hidden, like path that you'd missed or yeah. you know going back to certain areas because it it was clear like in one area i needed to be able to swim underwater to yeah. unlock like to get through it but i couldn't figure out who i had to speak to or how i got this power to be able to swim underwater so you kind of just find yourself going back to all these different corners of the map and where you've been and trying to navigate your way around to see what you'd missed like the story doesn't linearly pull you through to give you the things you need to progress. Like, it leaves you to figure it out, basically. Yeah. Um, it's a bit strange in that. I didn't expect to have to, fi to find that so challenging. Like, there was a good... Like, I played it over the past couple of weeks. I didn't do all that in one go. I did, like, an hour or so a day. Um, but, yeah, just, like, trying to figure out the next step sometimes was challenging. And then yeah. you'd go... And then I found out... I found a bit, a little bit that I could get through that I'd missed before. And then I found this guy that I had to speak to and unlocked a whole new bit of the, the map. And I was like, all oh, right, okay, I can progress it. And then I'd get to another point where I'd be like, how do I now get down 
deliver this parcel and finish that quest. Like, yeah. It's just, it was a really peculiar game. I've never played anything like it where I'm in a platformer one minute and doing a quest, and then the next minute I'm literally doing playing pinball. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's 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 very odd, but it's actually weirdly enjoyable. It's such a peculiar game. As I say, I've never, I've, I don't think I've ever played anything like it. And I don't think I will. No. Well, anything. What's the drawbacks? I mean, obviously, there's anything other than the the perhaps sometimes you'll be stumped, which can be um, individual because someone might suss it out straight away or, or whatever, but. Any other drawbacks that you can think of, or sounds? I mean, I've got the game for nothing, right? Yeah. I mean, in terms of like performance and everything, it's it's fine. It's got a good little theme tune that's going on. Yeah. Like, it's 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 harmless to play. There's literally no threat around you at any point. No, like, you're yeah. never like worried about. It ain't fucking Elden Ring or anything trying to kill. It ain't you. Elden Ring, but it's just yeah. I mean. I wouldn't say there's any drawbacks to it particularly. I mean, if you don't like pinball, don't waste your time. No. Um, I mean, it's, it's just a, a good little harmless game, I must admit. You know, it's, it's some frustration with it in trying to figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do next. Like, you don't expect to have that kind of challenge in this game. But, no. yeah, it's, it, it really is what it says. It's a platforming pinball adventure, and it ticks those things off. I mean, <clears throat> if anyone's got some time to spare and a pinballing platform adventure. I mean, this is your game. Yeah. Um, well, if this is what you've been screaming for, then you're you're in luck. Your dreams have come true um, all of a sudden. A very niche just, dream uh, that you've had. Yeah. It was just one of the games where I played and I was just like, what what have I landed into here? Yeah. Like, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, as I say, for like 10 hours or whatever. And there's more you can do. Like there's, I didn't even do like completionist to finish the story but um there's like additional quests that you can continue to to do in it find all these different like pinball um skins if you like i didn't find all of them yeah um there's loads of little collectibles and things you can go around the map and find and there's like an extra little bit that once you've got done all the collectibles i think it will unlock another element to the world or the story but i was just like you know what I feel like I'm done at the story. I'm glad I've done that. Yeah, like that was a... they get absurd sometimes. These games, like the end game or the the hundred percent run, I always think, nah. I've enjoyed my time, but there's no need for me to get actually stressed out about this. So I'll just walk away. No, I was, I've I've, I've I was... sorted out the problem, and then I'll that's it. Now I can walk away happy with my work. In in defense of it, it does say there are ways like you can there's certain characters in the game that give you basically that show you um where in that area of the map all the collectibles are so it doesn't right. hide them you no. can do it but you still got to jump through the hoop sometimes to get them yeah um and i was just like mm, i'm done with the game but it basically like this there are there are bosses in the game as well so there are i think there's about three or four bosses and to defeat the bosses, it's you're in a pinball, so you're you're having right, to yeah. shoot like the ball up to certain parts and do certain patterns, like the usual three patterns, nice. to defeat the boss. So it's just an interestingly different way of a video game, I think. Like it, mashing together those two, because pinball's obviously one of the classic games, right? Um, that, that everyone's played but then mm. actually inserting it into a platformer like you think they don't go that organically but it just weirdly kind of works and you just accept it strangely yeah um yeah. well 
Sounds sounds on the up and up. I mean, we're just approaching the the doors of the Dimp Digital Gaming Gallery. People want to get in and have a drink, but are we going to unlock the doors and start heading towards your your personal wing to display it? So that Team 17 can say, look, we've just published a game that's going to go into the Dimp Digital Gaming Gallery in Logan's personal wing. Mm. I mean, this is a really challenging one to figure out what to do with it. Because it wasn't bad. Mm. There was nothing wrong with it. So in terms of trying to figure out the criteria, and on the basis that the other... I'll say the other week, I don't know what order they're going to come out in, but I've, <laughs> I've been... We all know where my dumping ground is, and I don't know whether that's fair or not, and I've been reassessing that in recent times. Mm. Um, but I still think of these on a on a numeric scale. Right. And then equate said no, it. numeric, killed it. Stone but dead. But we said no to numerics, right? So I'm just talking through the logic. Okay. So on the basis that I think there is very little wrong with it. Mm. And I largely enjoyed my time other than some frustrations around um, progression. It does go in the gaming gallery, weirdly. Yep. And yep. I don't know if I'm going to live to regret this. Patrons are um, They're flooding in now, getting a beer. Well, they can't believe it. They're going, what great game's going in here? <laughs> you know, they're waiting for me to, to put the plaque up and, <laughs> and show them what it is with the game cover and everything. Um but I think on the basis of my new found assessment of games, it's going to go in silver. A good game. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. And yeah. I was pleasantly surprised by the mashup. Pleasantly surprised by how lighthearted it was. And there was nothing really wrong with it. No. In all honesty, there was no, you know, and it has to be tempered by the fact that I played it for nothing, essentially. Like yeah. it's a free game. Um, I've seen this on sale for as low as like five quid. So, yeah. it, like, I think it's like fifteen pound RRP. But if people mm. want to give it a go, if they've had Xbox games with gold and you've been claiming everything, it's probably sitting there. And if not, it will come round in another sale where you can get it at a you know pretty low entry point. Anything that's the same mm. price as a pint, you think? Well, I mean, I was just pleasantly surprised by it. I was surprised by what a how intrigued I was by it, and b by how it kept me coming back yeah. for a free game. Like I, as we've said, I'm quite quick to dismiss things, and for some reason, this I didn't dismiss. No, um, especially for that time period, like when you first was yeah. waffling on, I thought, well, this is a short game, and these popped out around about 15 hours. It's like, oh, hang on. It feels like I spent a similar amount of time to this, maybe just a tad less than I did on the Assassin's Creed DLC. Right. Like it, it felt to me like a similar time yeah. spend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like it it deserves its place in there. It's something interesting and different to play. There you go. Yoku's Island Express sits proudly in Logan's personal wing of the Dimp Digital Gaming Gallery of a lovely silver plaque or whatever he's doing. I don't know what, how you've arranged yours. I've plated all mine in like the materials. So I've got a whole room that's plated in platinum and I've got a whole room that's plated in gold another room that's plated yep. in silver. I've done all that. So, yep. so I don't know what you, you, you sounds like you've just got little plaques you put hanging up on the wall, but 
you know, when... I haven't really figured it out yet. I mean, it feels like there's a plaque underneath with a, with a poster size of the gaming cover on it. Ooh. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, when we get in the virtual frame, experience up and running, we'll make sure this, these yeah. requirements are fed into whoever yeah. builds that for us. But, well, Once nothing. have got the budget for it. Well, budget. Yeah, well, people start going to patreon.com forward slash dimp digital. We'll get there a bit quicker, won't we? Hashtag mm. hand in pocket. Anyway, nothing more for us to say here other than thanks for your time. And ta-da. This was a Dimp Digital production.